Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Wow, what a show we have planned for you today. I don't even know where to start. I guess I can tell you, I'll start with the, the disappointing, depressing news. There's a, There's been another circus accident. Unfortunately, uh, the entire circus was wiped out. The entire circus? The entire circus. circus. From what? Well, I'll tell you in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. In fact, we'll get that news out of the way and move on to better stuff. If you have an animal that uh, does great tricks, like, uh, well, you think they'd be perfect on Letterman's Stupid Pet Tricks. On today's show, we're going to talk to the producer, Ryan Williams, who's going to tell us how you can get your pets on Letterman. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And I know that uh, Ladybug, the studio stud dog, has a whole array of tricks. Yes, she does. Maybe this is her chance to break into late night television. You, you and Ladybug, famous. it'd be cool if you did a magic act and Ladybug made you disappear, and then you know she got all nervous, and then that uh, was the end. And she couldn't you figure out how to get me back. Yeah, you, well, back. you know what? <laughs> it would it. be good if she made you disappear. And you know, like when a puppy eats the string, and you have to pull the string out. Well, you pull the string out, and all of a sudden, you pull Judy right out. <laughs> Right out of Ladybug's face. Okay, guys. <laughs> Justin Bieber is in the news. This is uh, this is a What's guy I'd like that? to see disappear. Yeah, you and me both. He's on his German tour right now, or his European tour, and he brought his little monkey with him. He just got this. It's a 14-week-old monkey that I guess was what given to him by a producer. What is doing with these animals? I know. This is not this his first animal no. problem. The uh, the monkey was quarantined, taken away by German authorities, and they're I believe they have it in a shelter, and they're going to adopt it out to somebody else. They feel that Justin is not uh, oh, able to care him. for him. Uh, yeah, so the well, monkey is actually a paparazzi dressed as a monkey. I thought it was a. The kid's lit- a nut, you know. He is a he's nut. A, he's, you worked with him because well, I know people who who actually are on a tour with them. Yeah, um, that, like that actually run his tour, and and he's a problem. You have dealt you with seen him? him lately? He showed up at the airport twice with no shirt on, and his pants are down to his knees. And uh, he said he likes to cool down after his show, you know, because it's 14 <laughs> degrees where he was, and it was apparently not cold enough for him. That's what I like to do. You know, when I'm hot, I love to go to the airport and run around without a shirt on. It's and wonderful. Cool down, sure. Yeah, sure. Doesn't That's everybody? Do. You worked with him, uh, Joey. You actually, uh, didn't you do something with I the stage hands? with him. Yeah, a few times, and I know um, I know a lot of people that were on this tour and a lot of people who were stage managers that got paid a hell of a lot of money that quit because they could not deal with him. They said he's very difficult, um, demanding. He sneaks out when he's not supposed to. Um, he don't show when he's supposed to. He's, he's problematic. He's lost his mind. That's what happens when you're young and you get success too quick. You just he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Watch it. In 10 years, he'll be on E-Televisions, uh, probably. Who, where are they who now? Are they where? Yeah. 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 So there's the Justin Bieber news. And less pleasant news, and I just mentioned this a second ago, and I hate to change the tone of, of this whole thing, but there's a circus that was uh, performing across Germany. Another, Germany yeah, seems Germany. to be in the news today. And the entire troupe uh, has fallen victim to the freezing temperatures. What? And the, all of them died. The entire the troop. The entire troop died. Whoa. Of course, we're talking about the flea circus. This is... <laughs> I thought you were talking about Congress. The flea circus had 300 fleas. They were all, uh, I guess, temperatures were kind of cold in Germany, and they, they all succumbed to the temperatures. Robert Baker, I'm sorry, Robert Burke, he's the uh, flea circus... Band what, leader, whatever you, whatever call, you call those. He had to scramble to find a new batch so he could fulfill his engagements, a new batch of fleas. 
And did you tell him that we might have a dog? That might... Yeah, hey, come to the Animal Radio Studios. Yeah, uh, You wouldn't think it'd be very hard to find fleas. No, you wouldn't. But the 300 fleas? 300 fleas, and then you have to train them to do circus tricks, <sighs> of course. Well, what is a flea circus? What do you? What do they do? What, you've I never know. seen a flea circus? No, I've, never, listen, I've never been privy to see a flea circus. I'm sorry. They do the tightrope, and then they, uh, they uh, hang from the little thingy thingies and swing around. You've never... Google flea circus right now. I thought well, it was wait a joke. The there really is a flea there really is a flea circus, and he was able to find 50 fleas in time for his first for show his on show. Sunday and get them trained. Oh, boy. So that, that horrible story has a good ending there. Uh, good for him. Well, not good for the for 300 him. original fleas. Yeah, but, not, uh, not so much. Uh, Joey Villani, what are you going to be talking about today? Dogs that have skin problems that stink and how we can deal with it. It's all on the way. In fact, we'll go to the phones next at one 405 8405 Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joy Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. What an incredible show we have for you today. 1-866-405-8405 if you want to be part of it. Just a few minutes ago... I was talking about the horrible incident that happened in Germany with the entire circus all being uh, also coming to the cold weather. And of course, it was a flea circus, of course. (laughs) And uh, if you missed that, I'm sorry, I'll put that up on the website for those of you that are just tuning in right now. Uh, I wanted to point out, because both Joey and Alan didn't believe there's such thing as flea circus. Did you, Judy? Did you even believe there was such thing as a flea circus? No, I thought it was a joke. Of course, I googled it, and there are some amazing pictures of flea circuses. Uh, this one right here of a flea jumping through a ring, like a wedding ring. Little hoop. And uh, it's. I'm going to hold it up to the microphone so you can see that. I mean, but. come on. How do you train a flea? They're they're, uh, they're not easy to train. And in fact, they're natural jumpers, though. They are natural jumpers. <laughs> we were thinking of adding a flea trainer to the dream team, but. Uh, uh, we, should. Just, we should. We should. We don't do it, Alan. Come on. Oh yeah, I can. I can train a flea to get you know to take a vacation from hell. Now, if you've, if you, <laughs> if you have a, uh, a well-trained flea or even a well-trained dog, you want to be listening up to the show today. We're going to have the producer Ryan Williams from David Letterman, and he's going to tell us how you can get your dog, cat, iguana, flamingo, or flea. On the Lay Show with David Letterman for stupid pet tricks. That's all in today's show in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Uh, let's see, uh, Stacy, what do you got going on there? You know, they tell you, don't leave your kids in the car, especially with the windows rolled up. Don't leave your dog in the car, especially with the windows rolled up. And don't leave your car running with your dog in the car because your dog could put it in reverse and run over somebody. That's exactly what happened. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. (laughs) I'll bet he did it on purpose. I'm going to stick around for that. 1-866-405-8405. Let's head to Corey. Hey, Corey, how are you doing? I'm well. Thank you so much for taking my call. Where are you? In North Carolina. North Carolina. I I heard that accent. I love that accent. (laughs) I'm a sucker for southern accents like that. What can we do for you? Well, um, I'm trying to see if there's any alternative methods to the problem my dog's been diagnosed with. Um, okay. He started having issues getting up and taking him a minute to sit or lay down, stiffness in the back legs. Um, took him to a vet. She did x-rays. She ruled out hip dysplasia. She thought it might be his knees when she did an exam. She referred me to a orthopedic vet. 
Um, took us about a month to get in there, um, and in the meantime, he was on Remedil, which seemed to help. Um, the orthopedic vet did an exam and basically diagnosed him with cruciate ligament tears in both rear knees. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, and so, of course, her solution was the TPLO surgery. Okay, yeah. Which is $2,200 per knee. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. And that's very affordable. He's a big dog. He's 115 pounds, and um, he's half rot, half husky. Okay, wow. He's a big guy. Yeah. And the, the honest truth is the best thing for a dog of that size with both knees affected with the cruciate rupture is surgery of some form. The TPLO is one of a couple different procedures to help that and to provide stabilization in the knee. Um, because these big dogs are so large and they have so much muscle mass, some of the other techniques aren't as favored. But I'd say, you know, if having the TPLO done is not necessarily an option, you might see if the specialist would consider doing um, a what we call an extracapsular technique. It's not the best choice for a big dog because they can have more problems with it, but it can save you about $1,000 sometimes. Um, so it might be something to do if you're looking as a second choice. The the other things that, that I always mention when we talk about orthopedic problems and kind of being in a dilemma of maybe affording the cost of surgery versus you know helping the pet to feel more comfortable. And you mentioned Rimadyl, which is one of a couple different non-steroidal pain relievers that we can use to help them feel better. But for me, I also look at other things. I'd like to make sure we're in good, healthy weight because if we're carrying extra weight, that's a lot more for that baby to carry around. And just getting that pet into lean body conditions and sometimes make a huge difference difference in their mobility and they may not need those medicines so that would be one thing and then also making sure that we're on a a good uh, joint supplement and there are some um, this wouldn't be my first option but some other thoughts for you would be that I've had some dogs where we've had cruciate injury and we try something as an alternative Um, usually it's older pets so that you know we have other reasons that we're not pursuing surgery but you can get orthotic splints made for a dogs with different types of joint injuries and uh, ligament instabilities and i've had a couple dogs where we've had um basically an orthotic a movable splint that's made custom fitted for the pet and it helps to give them stabilization and some a little bit of support with that leg um those aren't cheap either and you can easily spend for a large dog maybe 300 or 500 bucks for one of these um but that might be an alternative um, that you can kind of look at and see if that might be a little bit more um, amenable. And there's um, orthopets.com and I think woundwear.com are two that I've used here in my office. Um, so, so those might be some other options. And then, you know, I don't know if you've looked at it, but there are some resources you can even find for helping uh, defer costs. Um, so, you know, if, if, if you kind of fill out applications and get approved, there are some good resources that uh, pet owners can look to to find uh, care when your pet needs it. And you might just look at the Humane Society's website, the, NSP, um, the ASPCA's website. There's different, if you just Google how to find help with your vet bills, um, there's some different resources of non-for-profits that um, can help with some of these situations where we have a finite um, end. We know we need to have something done. It's going to cost X dollar amounts, and it's going to mean a difference in this pet's life. So that might be something else to look at. Because how, how old is your baby? Two. Two years. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we want to do what we can to keep him uh, as mobile as we can. What was the first procedure you said? Extra? Extra capsular. 
uh, repair. And that's not where they're putting any kind of hardware in the knee. With the TPLO, they usually put a plate in there to give some stabilization when they're repositioning uh, the knee. Um, the extra capsular is really just uh, where they go in, clean up the knee, and they do some um, outer stabilizing um, techniques to, to help uh, stabilize the knee. But there are some dogs that with really, really strict restriction, weight loss, pain management, and an extra capsular approach, you know, it might be an alternative for you. Any ideas? Uh, he doesn't eat very much. He's down to eating only want to eat once a day, and sometimes I have to force feed him to get to, with his medicine because I don't want it on an empty stomach. It's, he doesn't mm-hmm. really eat a whole lot. We walk every day about 30 minutes, but he's just, again, not as mobile as he used to be. But is there any kind of tricks or something to help him, like boost his metabolism or get him to lose weight on certain foods? You know what, there actually is a new diet that's been, um, I'll say the name, uh, by Hills, and it's actually called the Metabolic Diet. And this is kind of exciting because it actually has been fed in pet households outside of research settings and and shown over 80% of pets within two months lost weight, um, dogs and cats alike. Um, So it might be something to look at if he needs to lose weight. And if that is an option, that would be one thing I'd get really serious about um, because you can only increase his exercise so much because he can't tolerate a whole lot. Um, and, and so that would be something I would certainly um, talk to your veterinarian about it and see if, if he's a candidate for that. Okay. Well, good luck with everything, Corey. And I give your baby my best wishes because that is a lot to have to deal with at, at two years of age. Got a life to live, so we got to get this baby feeling good. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Well, thanks for your call, Corey. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. one 405 8405 That is toll-free to the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. D-Herbs, home of the Full Body Cleanse, also offers 100% all-natural, all-herbal pet care products with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. You know the importance of human health and nutrition, but what about your pets? Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing holistically and naturally for you and your pet. Go to dherbs.com. That's dherbs.com, providing solutions for better health. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paint and stains during our four-day super sale, April 19th through the 22nd. With 40% off our great paints and stains and 30% off painting supplies, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. 
Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. If you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, listen up. There is a great ebook that you need to check out called How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And it is written by our very own Dr. Debbie. She is a wonderful author. And links to that can be found over at AnimalRadio.com. Is it true you won't take care of fleas there at uh, your office no I, I will not see fleas i will not see uh, the spiders which we've talked about before sure so i, I do have my standards yeah <laughs> i understand i understand let's take a call for alan cable right now hey sherry hello there how you doing oh i'm doing okay a little worried about my little dog what's up well i've got a little yorkshire terrier we've had her since she was a pup and um she was very playful very run around wasn't frightened of pretty much anything um i got her fixed after she was about six months old and it seemed to change i wouldn't say because of getting her fixed as far as the hormones were concerned but it seemed to change the moment i picked her up she's now uh frightened she shivers all the time and she is now three and a half so this has been going on for quite a few years and it's just gotten to the point now where it's worse She's frightened so of cute. every single noise. She now hides sure. under the bed. She's just she's just scared of everything, and she's just not having the quality of life I want her to have anymore. Good for you, Sherry, that you care so much, sweetie. And, you know, I'm so glad you called. Uh, first of all, when your dog gets afraid, you probably feel really sorry for her, don't you? Oh, immediately. Immediately. So the first thing you have to do, Sherry, is you have to work on yourself. And, and it all starts with you. That's my new expression. It all starts with you. And what I mean by that is when dogs sense that you're afraid, it makes them more afraid because they think they have something to actually be afraid of. So you're going to have to gather up your strength and confidence. You're going to have to help your dog face his fear. And the way you do that is with... Um, you do it with with um, consistency, but also gradually. So uh, if your dog, let's say, is afraid of, of, of any noise, what you want to do is figure out what noises your dog isn't afraid of, okay? And spend, mm-hmm. time, around, spend time around those noises. And you want to distract your dog whenever your dog starts to go to that fearful place. So, so let's say you're walking past a, a heat pump in the street. Your dog's fine. All of a sudden, the heat mm-hmm. pump jumps on, and you see your dog is getting afraid. You want to get Give her a little tap, just a little tap on the side of the head, like, like a little, hey, and snap her out of it. And then okay. keep walking. Keep walking through the fear. And when it happens in the house, you know, you want to give her a treat. As soon as you distract her and the fear is mm-hmm. gone, you give her a treat and go, good dog. She'll start to learn to associate each sound with a good thing instead of a bad thing. And she'll also feed off of your confidence. I helped a guy a couple weeks ago with thunderstorms. His dog's terrified of thunderstorms. So what right. we did was we were lucky because we had a thunderstorm. 
We just walked outside and we stood there next to the dog, all calm. You know, I prepared him mentally. You just got to be calm. You're going to relax your shoulders, relax your arm. And you're just going to stand out there with your dog and enjoy the thunderstorm and then actually take a walk in the thunderstorm because dogs love to walk. So the dog starts mm-hmm. to associate the noise of the thunderstorm with, hey, this is really a good thing. We're taking a, we're taking a walk. And as soon as he started to relax and he understood the owner that his fear was actually going into his dog transcending and going down the leash into his dog and he started to calm down his dog started to calm down so one at a time you're going to you're going to have your dog face her fear and you're going to create a safe spot in the house so you notice where your dog runs when there is noise under the bed put her crate by the bed so she can run in that and as soon as you start to see that she's not afraid it's going to take time sherry it doesn't happen overnight you've got to be calm you've got to help your dog face her fear and move her through it so an example would be if your dog is afraid of an air conditioner that's in your neighborhood, you're actually going to walk past that thing every day and you're going to start to walk closer to it over time as she starts to lose the fear until you're right next to it. And she's just sitting there and you're going to give her a treat. So in that way, over time, she's going to lose her fear, but you've got to stop feeling sorry for her. You've got to stop okay. doing that. You can't pick so her up the, when when she's car, afraid. Don't I stop pick holding her in the car and make her absolutely stay in her and absolutely holding her okay. every time a human. And this is so good that you brought that up because when a human being picks a dog up or holds a dog when they're afraid, what does it do? It reinforces the fear. It tells the dog, yeah, yeah you should be afraid, and yeah, I'm going to comfort you. I'm afraid too. That's what right. you're doing. You've got to change your energy. You've got to be calm, confident, assertive, and unafraid, and just ignore her fear. And as soon as she calms down, that's when you reward her. So like, let's say you're driving in the car, she's whimpering, you're paying no attention. Maybe the third, fourth time, she's in that crate, and she's like being calm and quiet. You go, good girl, and you give her a treat. Good dog. You reward her when she's calm, you pay no attention to her when she's afraid, and then you Mm -hmm. expose her to the fears gradually over time, slowly, but you put yourself in a confident frame of mind first before you do it, and always reward the calm behavior and ignore the the afraid, scared behavior, but be a rock. Be calm and confident, stand next to her, show her there's nothing to be afraid of, Cher. Okay. I'll do that. Thank you. Hey, thanks for your call, You're Sherry. You're so welcome. I love listeners like that, Alan. I don't know about you, but they ask good She's you- a smart, smart, sweet lady. Well, you know what? All of our listeners are fantastic, and they all want to help. The biggest problem is it all starts with you and people understanding that dogs don't have human emotions. And when we try to give human emotions to dogs, we get into all kinds of trouble. People should have to take a test to be a pet owner. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and be able to understand all of this. Um, and it would make it better for everybody if, if they were able to. I know there's no book on parenting, but it seems like parenting is, is sometimes there easier. Is. There, there's so many books on dog behavior that before anybody listening, before you go out and get a dog, before you get out and get, go out and get a puppy, put a lot of thought into it. It's, it's not like buying a steak or a cup of coffee or a sweater. You're bringing home a living thing. So you want to learn, okay, what kind of energy do I want from my dog? Do I I want a playful, crazy dog, manic dog? Do I want a calm dog? Do I want a big dog or a small dog? Do I want a worker dog or a dog who's, you know, bred just to lay around a lot? So you got to put a lot of thought into that. Do I want a dog that loves people or do I want a dog who's aloof like a chow? And so dog behavior, there's so much information on the Internet that will teach you how dogs look at the world. And when you learn that, when you start to see that and, and ingest that stuff and stop humanizing your dog, you're going to be a great dog owner. It doesn't mean you can't get 
give a dog affection. It just means dogs see affection differently than people do. Affection for a dog, you know what affection for a dog is? You're taking your dog for a walk on the leash. He's behaving. He's being good. And then you let him off the leash. That's affection. Mm. And, and when a dog the only is thing that I've noticed about um, dog behavior books is there's a lot of contradictions That's um, true. depending on, on, That's on true. who wrote them. And they can be confusing. Now, honestly, I mean, your methodology is, is I agree with 100% because to me it's common sense. I'll tell you, the, tell if me. you want to learn dog behavior, just find a mother with its puppies and watch. That's where all my, my yep. stuff comes from. Yep. That's great stuff. Let's head back to the phones at one 405 8405 This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by The Herbs. Yeah, D-H-E-R-B-S, The Herbs, with over 400 products available for both you and your pet. Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to TheHerbs.com, providing solutions for better health. Greetings and salutations on Animal Radio. It's Vinnie Penn, your party animal. I want to take a few minutes of your time here to talk about something uh, that I've spotted in my neck of the woods uh, in recent days, my neck of the woods being Connecticut. Actually, actually, where I see this is right before you enter New York, and it's an enormous billboard that I think has been up since before Easter, and basically it has a picture of the most adorable little bunny rabbit you've ever seen in your life, and it has the words, we're not just Easter presents, we're a lifelong commitment. Now, the only thing missing is a billboard about 100 feet after that one with the word, duh, written on it. What idiot parents out there are bringing a, 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 a bunny home for their little girl or their little boy for Easter morning and regarding it as no different than a goldfish? Give it a name. Treat it like you would a toy. If it happens to die, we'll bury it in the backyard and have a really touching ceremony that we'll film on the the camcorder and we'll watch at your wedding. Oh, look, this is when Dad eulogized Hugo, my beautiful pet rabbit that I stopped playing with three days after Easter. Isn't it a given not to give a living creature flippantly? To a little child. Never mind the fact that rabbits uh, aren't the easiest pet to maintain in the first place. I mean, you can't just put them on a wheel like you would a hamster. There's a certain diet there. You don't know how many people I know who've done this. And within a week of having this brand new adorable bunny in the backyard, they throw it in a cardboard box in the backyard and are shocked when a fox has eaten it overnight. Nothing like an 11-year-old girl coming out to see her brand-new bunny and screaming in horror to find it chewed up, chomped up, spit out, few bones left in the box. Parents have to start using their heads and realizing what is an appropriate gift and what isn't. A Furby is an appropriate Easter gift, not a bunny. Everybody should know not to do... The, the, who's the blame on? The blame is on the parents, and the blame is on the, the seller. Feel free to give a call in. Am I wrong? Everybody should know bunnies are not gifts, unless their name is Kendra, and you're buying it from a man with a pipe in his mouth. I'm Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. 
So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs kills through contact so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all fleas life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. Ladies, when was the last time you found it easy to lose weight? If you're like most women, it was before you turned 40. That's because age 40 is when hormonal imbalance begins. And until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Thank goodness today we have Ambrin. Ambrin promotes hormonal balance naturally. It's clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big lifestyle changes required. I thought I was somehow not trying hard enough to lose weight. Turns out it was my hormones. I started with Ambrin, and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy, and I feel fantastic. Ambrin relieves other symptoms of menopause, too, like hot flashes, fatigue, sleeplessness, and many more. The first 50 callers right now can get a complimentary, risk-free trial of Ambrin with a 30-day supply free. Now, free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers now at 1-800-584-9252. That's 1-800-584-9252. 1-800-584-9252. Hi, this is Bob Barker on Animal Radio, reminding you to help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, I, I guess Bigfoot is considered an animal. I mean, uh, he's pretty hairy and he looks kind of like an animal. I, I don't think any man has a foot as big as Bigfoot's, but um, I, we can stick him here in the animal news. An upstate New York man with a fervent belief in Bigfoot is appealing to President Obama to ban the hunting of the elusive creature in the Empire State. Peter Hans Weimer has written a letter to Obama respectfully, seeking his assistance in enacting a ban on those attempting to crack down and track and kill Bigfoot. The Mayville man previously failed in his quest to get the Department of Environmental Conservation to enact such a ban. The DEC officials turned down Weimer's request on the grounds that Bigfoot doesn't exist. No, you're kidding. They've got so many TV shows about him, though. Police in Pennsylvania say a dog that was left in an unattended vehicle knocked it into gear, and then the car struck a pedestrian. I wonder if this dog is going to get a ticket. I mean, my dogs get tickets for not being on a leash. This is a dog who's driving recklessly. West York police say the accident happened about 1130 on a Tuesday morning, and the pedestrian was found lying in the street. The New York Daily Record uh, reports that police say the car had been left running when the dog inside pushed it into drive, causing it to slowly start moving. Police say the pedestrian tried to stop the car before it hit a parked truck, but was uh, unsuccessful and was caught between the two cars. He hit his head. He fell to the ground. He was found unconscious. 
He was later treated at a hospital for his injuries. Well, if you're a cat owner, you know they are finicky, and uh, having a finicky cat with an appetite is not uncommon. In fact, after going through the frustration of refused meal offerings, untold numbers of kitty guardians will go to extremes searching for a cat food brand that whets the appetite of the furry family member. Cat guardians wait in anticipation with fingers crossed while kitty sniffs at the food, praying that this new flavor will entice them to chow down with gusto and letting out an audible sigh of relief when the offering is acceptable. Well, due to the great lengths that pet owners go, these cats can be pretty difficult to actually feed. So they did a study, and in this study, the veterinarians found that some cats that behave aggressively at mealtime, they exhibit behaviors like growling and hissing or trying to seize a can of cat food out of the guardian's hand, may also be showing signs of food obsession. Now, since the vets were not able to arrive at any medical condition to explain this behavior, one cat was diagnosed with the first confirmed case of food obsession. (laughs) Oh, he's probably on Prozac. The veterinarians prescribed a treatment plan which would hopefully remedy the cat's food compulsion. It included prohibiting his guardians from eating in front of them, a regularly scheduled playtime, and also instructing them at other times to ignore him, but to reward him for calm behavior. Well, looks like it worked. The study said uh, they just published this in the Journal of Veterinary Behavior, and it's actually in the books now. Um, cat food obsession. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. ScoopFree is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. ScoopFree automatically rakes waste away. But unlike other systems, you can leave ScoopFree alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. Christy Lane has touched the hearts of millions through her number one biography and song, One Day at a Time. Christy sings all your favorites. You wiped it dry. I could fly Lane's new special, 59 Timeless Classics. You are the wind beneath my wing. I believe in angels. Something good in everything I see. Call now for these 59 classics by Christy Lane. You get country, gospel, pop. Plus new songs on three CDs, less than half price, only $14.99 plus shipping. That's 1-800-617-1886. 1-800-617-1886. For Christy Lane, it's 1-800-617-1886. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals.
covering the bases today, huh? Yes, we are. Fleas, iguanas, flamingos, and cats and dogs. And, of course, right now we turn our head towards the chickens. You know, more and more chickens. people are having chickens as pets. I and know. In I heard they make good pets. They do make And good, you get eggs. You do get I eggs. I mean, come on. I think. Now, I don't know if you can get eggs without having one of those noisy roosters, but I'll find out in just a minute right I, here on Animal Radio. I don't know. We have an expert joining us who's uh, raised her very own flock of chickens. Is that what you call chickens when a they're flock? a flock of chickens? A gaggle of flock. A g- yeah, <laughs> it's a gaggle of geese. Okay. Gaggle of geese, a flock of chickens. We welcome Lauren Scherer to the radio show. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Hi there. I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. So now, do you have any dogs? Let's just get this out in the front right yes. now. Yes. You have dogs? Yes. Do- I, have a, uh, I have a terrier. And does that mix with chickens? Um, no, he didn't at first. And I learned a thing or two. And then my dog and I learned a thing or two together. And... We live in backyard harmony now. Well, now, as Judy has just alluded to, you have chickens as pets. Is that correct? Yes, and uh, you, I, it's, I, you can call them a flock. Sometimes I call them a herd. You never, you never know they're different every day. How many do you have? I have uh, at present. I have four girls. Okay. And um, to answer your question about eggs, uh, the hens all lay eggs for me, and you don't need a rooster to get eggs. Oh, you uh, don't. Yes. I guess they need a rooster to get chicks. Yeah, to fertilize the eggs. Oh, so how does that happen? Can you tell me the whole birds and bees about chickens? Because I really don't know. Does does so you need a a a rooster to fertilize prior to the eggs being laid? I take it. That's right. Okay. um, But but since my hens don't have a rooster around, they lay infertile eggs, which are much better to eat. I understand. uh, No. No. They're even if you. Uh, if you had a rooster and you collected the eggs, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference, um, oh. taste-wise. And really? If an egg, well, if an egg had been, if it had been sitting in a nest for a while with a nice warm hen on top of it, then you're gonna find a little chicken there. But, uh, otherwise, the little fertile, fertilized speck is so tiny. The first, the first day or two, and as soon as you put it into the refrigerator, it doesn't. It's, it's history. Anymore, you know? Okay, so you have yeah. four of these uh, female chickens. And, I do, and and they are producing eggs for you, um, which is you know a nice little side thing for you, of course. In the garden, I've got spinach and peas started already, and I've got protein wow. in the nest box, so it's a nice uh, nice thing to have in the backyard, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've got your own little grocery store. Now, you are a vegetarian, is that correct? I, I am. I wasn't when I first got my hens. And, in fact, uh, I really thought I might be able to one day chop their little heads off and throw them in oh. the soup pot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't expect them to be pets. They they weren't. They were going to be garden ornaments, lawn ornaments for me, and they were going to, you know, provide some some eggs for my family. And I, I didn't ever expect them to have... I know what happened. You named them. You you, you gave them names, and from there on out, it was different, right? Yeah, my daughter caused that problem there. She named them right away. (laughs) So they have personalities. Oh, good heavens. Um, More extreme than any pet I've ever owned. Really? Um, And all of their personalities are different, and there's this goofy microcosm out there in the backyard. I've got Hatsy, who... With the flock leader, I have Lucy, who is the, uh, she's closest to the Buddha of anyone I've ever met. Buddha um, chicken. <laughs> Buddha chicken. And I have an evil buff Orpington named Little White. Oh, Satan chicken. Satan. She is, she, I love her dearly, but she, um, 
she if she would kill me if she could. Ooh, okay. So and so she she's just a little sociopath. I have no idea why. But this sounds um, like but, a daytime drama here. I'm like, I could tune into this. <laughs> oh, it's, it is it's drama all day in the backyard. All I have to do is pull up a little stool and sit down with my girls, and there's always something happening. Now, are they related to each other? No, I when I first got my chicks, I I want I chose them by color, uh, thinking, well, what colors would look nice wandering around in my garden? So I have a, I have a golden buff Orpington. I have, um, Lucy is a, a barred Plymouth Rock. She's black and white, speckled, and gorgeous. And um, my other flock members at present are uh, Daisy, the Rhode Island Red, and I have another barred Plymouth Rock named Pigeon. Oh, are these noisy little guys, girls? Uh, no, they they talk like a bunch of old ladies having tea. Mm. <laughs> you know, just kind of chatting. And they every now and then, um, on a good morning, one of them will lay an egg and march right outside and tell everybody. So it's a, a quick little squawking, just to, just out of crowd, you know, feeling good. I just laid an egg by golly, and I want everyone to know. So they're very social. If you have one, they get pretty lonely. Yes, they're flock animals. They need they need to be in a group. Mm. More and more people, even in big cities, are getting chickens not only for the eggs but for pets and companionship. Uh, what is required for? Let's say I live in uh, oh I don't know New York City, and <laughs> I, that would probably be a place that I would not want to have chickens. It'd probably be illegal. Well, if you you need a little bit of a backyard and you need to know what your town or city allows, and if you don't like. You know, if your town or city doesn't allow chickens, then you need to move. go to town meeting and change that, you know. Oh, okay, change it. I was going to move, yeah. but yeah, I guess change okay. it. <laughs> you could move, I guess, but but a lot of people just go, go they, they storm town hall and change the, change the rules, and now a whole lot of towns and cities across the country are allowing a certain number of chickens per, per backyard. How so, long do these little guys li- or girls live? I'd say um, five to eight years is a general... Wow, decent age for a chicken. Um, I I know that some live longer. I know that a lot of them don't live that long. Because there are a lot of there are a lot of creatures out there who like the taste of chicken. So, ah, you know, the, na- the neighborhood dog, the fox, the the hawk. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, you chronicle all of this in Once Upon a Flock, Life with My Soulful Chickens. And, uh, it's a great book. I've just started reading it today. So don't tell, don't give me any spoilers. No it's spoilers. got some great Thank pictures. You. And I'd like to go ahead and give away 10 copies right now at 1-866-405-8405. If you've ever thought about getting chickens, or even if you haven't, you just want a good fun story about somebody who's made chickens as their pets. Call me now at 1-866-405-8405 or head on over to your bookstore. Pick it up. Once Upon a Flock, Lauren Scher is the author, and we'll put all links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Lauren, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you so much. Go hug those chickens for us, will you? I will right now. Okay. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio is brought to you by... Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Hey everybody, this is Billy Dean, and you're listening to Animal Radio. 
It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with your pets, having more fun than I think legally allowed by law. In just a few minutes, we're going to talk to Letterman's producer, David Letterman's producer. He's looking for more stupid pet tricks. And if you have an oh, animal, yeah. yeah, if your animal is one of those animals that uh, performs on command, does great tricks, listen up because we're going to tell you how you can get them on David Letterman. Uh, you have Ladybug who does a lot of tricks, but not in front of people. Yeah, she does all these tricks at home, and then I take her out and her in these little talent shows, and she gets up on the stage and just looks at me. Uh, that's what Boss does, too. He uh, totally freezes up. He looks so darn cute and perfect. Oh, and then they do so well at home. They do so much. Right around the corner, we have Stacy with news. Okay, this is kind of gross, but there was this kid that was petting this dog in a cage, and the dog bit the kid's pinky finger off. And what'd the father do? He took that dog and killed it and then pulled the finger out of the dog's stomach. Whoa. Uh, trying so that they could reattach the finger. Well, I'll tell you what happened at the hospital coming up on Animal Radio News. Holy moly. Uh, wait a minute now. I, I have a problem with this Whoa. on so many points. Yeah. You know what? Any good veterinarian can make this dog vomit within 15 minutes or less. <laughs> and that, that finger would have come right back up with the lunch as well but oh, where's the where's this shooting thing come into play what do you, how do you how do you make a dog vomit uh, well there's actually a medication uh, called apomorphine that we give in an iv injection and it's so fast it works like a charm on just about every dog but my own <laughs> my, my 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 one male dog that eats everything is he's horrible to make vomit mm. uh I guess it's a good thing but yeah so this works really good and just it's such a shame yeah. Such an enormous shame but that they would go to that length. Imagine being a father and a dog, maybe a dog you don't even know, bites your child's finger off. You're probably not going to be thinking rationally. You're probably not going to be thinking, let's go to the vet or anything like that. I, I gotcha. I mean, I don't have kids. and But you know what? The dog was in a cage. So, I mean, it wasn't doing anything wrong. So it's not like the dog was attacking and oh, lunging yeah. at him. So that, I think, yes, you're right. I don't have kids. I don't know what I would do. Okay. Just saying it's extreme. Yeah, well, it was a little extreme. The story is on the way in just a few minutes you also this week you have uh i don't know what's with you if you just attract these kind of cases but you have a three-legged guinea pig here at the hospital well we have more than one three-legged guinea pigs were they born that way no no they actually had for different reasons they had injuries sustained to their front legs and um corrective surgery was either too costly or was just not an option because of the the injury so we actually amputated it was different days but we had a guinea pig that lost one of its front legs and the other one we had to take off the other front leg and um the good part of the story is you know guinea pigs can do wonderful with three legs Uh, they do really good and i had an employee who adopted them both and she's got she calls them her little tripods (laughs) how cute (laughs) but they're so darling and recovering very nicely um so i know it's an option that veterinarians and people that work in the vet business they adopt <laughs> they adopt animals that are always like missing parts or something something yes, wrong with yes. them i guess it's kind of like the leftover thing you know people sometimes don't want those pets but yes i've had a dog that or a cat that had to have the tail amputated i have a dog that has a tail amputated i have friends who the eyes have been, you know had to be removed surgically for their cats and oh. it's just a weird thing i think working in the veterinary world you kind of get those mishmash of kind of sad cases that um you just you, you love them and you hate to see them go. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that rough. 
It's Animal Radio. You found us. This is where we celebrate our connection with your pets. Toll free. 1-866-405-8405. If you have a question for the veterinarian, Dr. Debbie, she's here. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Groomer and dog father, Joey Volani. Uh, we have to say dog father. I don't know. It's in his contract. And animal communicator, Joey Turner. All here today. Let's head to the phones, because really, you're the most important part of this team. We go to Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Hey, how are you today? Good. Where are you calling from? Um, actually, I'm calling from New Jersey, um, but I'm from Massachusetts. Joyzy. Okay. okay. Well, what's going on? Here's Sheila. Um, well, I rescued a cat, my husband and I, and um, it's probably been about a month now. And the cat is finally warming up to me. However, whenever the cat, my husband picks up the cat, she'll roll up into a ball like as if she's scared that she's going to be beaten. She was a rescue mm-hmm. cat. I rescued her, and she is declawed. But I'm, my question is, will she come around? Will she stop hiding? Will she get off the chair? What do you mean, get off the chair? Um, she stays on her her spot all day long until I come home to, to feed her. Hmm. At night, she'll start to warm up to me. Okay. And another question was, would it be a good idea to get her a companion? Okay. Now, you don't have any other pets at this time? Just your husband? No. <laughs> just my husband. He's the only pet, and right? By, and by the way, we like that, the earlier joke about the schnauzer. He told me to tell. Oh, good, because we got a lot of complaints about the schnauzer joke. <laughs> he was laughing like crazy. So, anyways, um, back to little kitty cats. We had just lost our cat of 17 years, so I wanted okay. to rescue another cat. So, okay. and um, the man who who worked redemption agency said this cat would never play. But I, I gave her some organic, um, um, the little green stuff. Um, catnip. The catnip, yes. Okay. And um, it made a play. But okay. she, my, when my husband picks up, she just cowers so much. It's scary. Okay. Well, for, for some kitties that have kind of either a feral background or, you know, we don't know what their history is and they're very fear, fearful of a lot of new things. Um, whether that's a person, everything in the household or, you know, just select things. We really have to pr- proceed cautiously with cats. Um, and, and the general rule is with cats is you can't treat them like a dog. So to force her into physical contact when it makes her visibly uncomfortable is counterproductive. So oh, okay. that's that's the first thing. We want her to warm up to situations and to your husband, but we want her to do it on her own terms and to her to feel feel comfortable. It's the, the closest equation I can make it to is like, you know, when a kid's learning how to swim and you throw them in the deep end of a pool, more chances than not, that actually freaks them out and they'll Absolutely. not like and not enjoy okay. swimming. So cats are that same way. So um, that's the first rule is we don't want to force her. Now, if she has more problems with your husband and getting comfortable with him, then I always want to put him into the key point of being the food person in the household so that okay. you know you, maybe you don't give her canned food all that often but he might be the the occasion that you do 
produce it or maybe a really yummy treat and it only comes from your husband and you just let him do that with no other expectations you just let him give the food and just let her accept that it's not going to try to pick her up he's not going to do anything he may not even look at her talk to her at first that's fine just let her get comfortable with that and then with time then he can start talking to her then who knows he can invite put his hand out she may come closer but we really have to do that slowly with her um, her own timeline. So everything so, with caution. Exactly. Okay. So she, um, she probably will come around, then you're saying you're hoping. Well, if she's already come around a lot to you, then yeah. you know it, it sounds like she's got it in her. She just needs to she needs to feel comfortable. Now, the, the other thing you can try, and a lot of times I do use this when we're trying to work on some behavior issues with cats, is we can use the different types of uh, the odor-free uh, pheromones, the, basically the scent hormones that help to relax cats in a natural way. And you can get those in like little sprays. Ease, like, isn't that like Ease? It's like an aerosol and you spray it? It may be. I'm not familiar with that brand, but oh, okay. it, it's it's basically um, the pheromone that's used is the chin uh, rubbing of pheromone. So when you see cats oh. rub their chin on things and they get that goofy grin... That's yeah. what they um, put in these products. So that's what we want to use. It's just kind of a natural way to calm her. Um, some folks will even use a little bit of dilute um, lavender oil in the environment, and that is a natural um, relaxer for um, pets as well. So okay. that's something. And, and it sounds like your baby is probably the type I wouldn't really pull out the old drug bag and start using. But there are some cats where we do have to do that, and we'll have to use anti-anxiety medicines or uh, other types of sedatives if, if they've really got a lot of fear-based problems, or if they take that fear and it progresses to becoming aggressive in unfamiliar situations. So that's why we say hands off and back off a cat. (laughs) We don't want to get to that point. So, But I think there's definitely hope for your baby. Oh, my poor baby. She'll be fine. We love her to death. But I thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Well, and we love, oh, we love your show. We, well, li- we listened to it all the way down to Jersey. So you're thank awesome. you very much and keep up the work and keep up those jokes. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> you know, okay. Joey, they like the schnauzer joke. Good. Thank you for calling one 405 Chalk one up for the schnauzer. I don't know what the schnauzer was. You didn't hear the schnauzer joke? No. You miss all the good parts. You know, I wasn't offended by it. I'm making up things in my mind, so now you got to tell me, because I'm imagining different styles of uh, hairstyle. But you get the gist of it. If you missed the joke, here's another good reason to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Okay, coming up next hour, we're talking to the producer of Late Night with David Letterman. Is that what it's called? Late night? Okay. They are looking for stupid pet tricks. And if you have a pet that does stupid tricks or even smart tricks, you want to be listening. This is your chance to get them on David Letterman. That's coming up next hour right here on Animal Radio. You stick around, you lucky dog. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by D-Herbs. With over 400 products available for both you and your pet, Jumpstart the health revolution and experience healing. Go to dherbs.com. 
providing solutions for better health. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani. Hey, Joey, how are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. Hey, so I got an email from someone from a very common problem that you see in a lot of older dogs and sometimes a lot of spaniels. Cocker spaniels probably more than anything. I don't know why, but it seems that they get a lot of skin um, allergies, skin infections, which cause odor. And um, the woman was asking me, um, what can she use on a pet to actually get rid of the odors? Um, because it's kind of really offensive. And a lot of people go to the veterinarians and they give them the special shampoos to use mm-hmm. to actually clear up the problem. But then what ends up happening is during the whole process of it, the skin has to heal. Now, I'm going to use a very, very simple um, explanation here. If you take a um, piece of steak and you smell it fresh from the butcher, it smells like what meat should smell like. Sure. Now, when you leave it out, what ends up happening is decay forms. Once decay starts to form, bacteria builds up. When bacteria builds up, that's when you create odors. Okay, so now the same thing is going on with your pet. What you want to do, and it's really easy. I got a bunch of solutions for this, but I'm going to give you the easiest one not to make it difficult. Quarter cup of white vinegar to a quart of distilled water. Distilled water is the key element in this because you don't want anything chlorinated and you don't want anything with a lot of minerals in it like um, spring water. Okay, and you're going to mix them together. Now, what you want to do is is you want to do a test patch because you don't want anything that's going to irritate the skin um, any worse. So what I would do is just spray maybe, a, depending on the size of the dog, if it's a small dog like Ladybug, anything like five pounds and under, just a really, really tiny area, maybe about a half inch. If it's a large dog, one inch. And do it on an area where there already is, um, where the skin problem is um, prominent. Don't do it in area where there's no skin problems because you're not going to really get to see if there's a reaction. If the dog scratches, it irritates, well, it looks a little bit swollen, well, then it's something that you don't want to do, and then you may have to talk to your veterinarian about it. What you can do is either use this as a rinse and let it dry, or put it in a sprayer and spray your pet, but you want to spray it enough where it's going to penetrate through the coat and it's going to go onto the skin, because remember it's not the coat that's the problem, it's the skin that's the problem, so what we want to do is we want to douche the skin, so we want to get rid of rid of the odors. Now what the white vinegar does is white vinegar will destroy bacteria due to the acids that are in the vinegar. It has to be done daily, so that's why a spray bottle is probably a lot easier than a rinse, because sometimes it's not conducive of to soak, you know, soak your dog down all the time. It's not going to hurt your pet. Your pet can lick it um, because it is white vinegar and it is um, digestible. You're not going to have any problems. Now, one thing that I do want to say, because people out there listening to this are going to say, well, my dog smells too. Understand this. If your dog has healthy skin and coat and just has doggy odor, there's two factors to that. Number one, it might be the food that they're on. Now, the food they're on, depending on your dog, it might not be the best composition or mixture for your pet, and that also can cause problems. The way you can determine if it's your dog or if it's that, it's going to be more of an unnatural. It's almost going to be like a fishy type odor. If your dog just smells like a dog, that's dog smell. And I can tell you, my four Karen Terriers, if I close my eyes and they're all healthy and they all have healthy skin and coat, Mm -hmm. I can tell you by how that dog smells (laughs) 
who is who. It's the truth. But that's natural dog smell. And you know what? I'm not an advocate of covering that up because covering that up means we are using something that's unnatural. We, we've had dogs that we've groomed and an hour later smelled like, you know, that dog again. That's natural odor and that's what they're going to smell like. And you know what? Sometimes you just have to live with it. You like that, that, huh? Smell. I like doggy odor. Love yeah, exactly, that smell. exactly. But the other, but but if it's a um, skin problem, try this. It works really good. And you know what, Hal? In a lot of cases, I've seen this particular remedy clear the problem itself. Because sometimes it's the bacteria on the skin that actually makes the skin problem worse. So what you're doing is you end up healing the skin, so it's easier to heal from the inside out from the medication because you're actually helping the process. Mm. I'm, I'm smelling ladybug right now joey you know too much buddy you know too much this is animal radio celebrating the connection with our pets this is animal radio featuring your dream team veterinarian dr debbie white dog trainer alan cable groomer joey villani communicator joy turner and here are your hosts al abrams and judy francis Almost didn't make it in time there. Rushing in, get my coffee. Got to have my coffee fixed. Coffee. Coffee. Let's see. Uh, 1-866-405-8405. That is toll free to your dream team right now. On today's show, we're going to be talking to a guy from Letterman, a, a producer for David Letterman, who's looking for stupid pet tricks. So if you have a very talented dog, cat, iguana, whatever, we'd love to hear from you at 1-866-405-8405. Maybe we'll get you on the Letterman show. How would that be? A little cash. Oh, man, I would love that. Wouldn't that be I great? Love, I tried to, I tried to talk. I tried to talk Jack Hanna into taking me on Letterman. You know, I, I said, I said, Jack, I, I can go on his head as well as anyone. I can sit up there and mess up his hair as well as anyone, Jack. <laughs> That's funny because they always do seem to to, to let yeah. loose right on the the town. That even happens on like Jay Leno. Let's see, Stacy, who has a uh, an iguana taking a dump right now on her. No, let's not. That. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. What's up, girlfriend? Well, if you're single, you've probably heard about speed dating, where you get to go through a group of guys or gals, whoever, you know, depends what you like. Uh Um, And you get to ask them like three questions and you have so many minutes and then you go to the next person, you ask them questions. And if you like each other, at the end of the thing, you write down who you like and boom, you get to have a date and there it is. Well, now they're trying it with dogs in Cumberland, Maryland. You can speed date to find a dog or a cat. I'll tell you about it coming up. On Animal Radio News. Well, that seems neat, but I wouldn't really want to date a dog or a cat. No, this is to adopt. How difficult is that? Dog smells the other dog's Mm. butt, and they do it. I mean, it doesn't get any quicker than that, as it is. So It's a beautiful thing. Are you uh, up for taking a a call there, Alan? I'm always up. I love helping folks. Okay, well, let's... uh Let's go to line four. We have Mark on the phone. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Hey, really good. How about you guys today? Well, we're very upset about this whole flea circus thing. Uh, all these, yeah, I, I am. just tuned in. The entire flea circus succumbing to the cold weather in Germany, and uh, the circus not called off. They've they've actually found fleas to replace the expired fleas, and they've trained them. And the circus will go on. Other than that, Mark, how are you doing? Uh, now I'm a little itchy after this conversation. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, you guys are pretty powerful through the radio there, and you you, you got me scratching more than I wish to. Hey, hey, hey. Do you have dogs? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And my question is about my dogs, not necessarily me uh, and the flea problem. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I travel a lot, and, you know, so I, I guess I'm kind of curious, you know, when you're at home, 
uh, you know, the dogs will uh, lay by a window or lay on the furniture, you know, and get themselves a lot of sun. I'm just, uh, is it, uh, for some reason, my dogs just love to, you know, I'm in a big RV, and the dogs love to lay on the dashboard of the RV, and they're just baking and baking in the sun, and I'm like, hey, your brain is going to cook. I mean, uh, it, it, I mean, uh, should should I, like, stop them from doing this, or, I mean, do they know their own bodies? What's What's the deal? <laughs> That's awesome, Don't buddy. laugh at our so, listeners. Hey, That's awesome. well, you know, I, I got to interrupt for a second because I'm going to say the, the health implication of these dogs getting a lot of sun, def, definitely can, we can see some potential issues with sunburn or in white-colored, um, light-colored dogs they, and cats. They can actually get um, types of cancers from repeated sun exposure. So you do have to watch that and be kind of vigilant when it comes to the sun exposure aspect of things. Okay, see, you yeah, know, I mean, and I was being serious about the question because I've heard, and I don't know if it's uh, uh, just, uh, you know, an old farmer's tale or something, but uh, they say, like, you know, little dogs, if you let them lay around in the sun, that, that uh, uh, promotes cataract uh, or faster cataract growth or it's bad for their eyes. I mean, I, I don't know. Is that true? Not so much with the cataracts, but it's going to be mostly with the skin dangers. And it's no different than, you know, if you had a kid who is like laying out and sun tanning all the time. And so many dogs like to spread eagle and like lay with their belly exposed. And there's not always uh-huh. a lot of hair or pigment down there. So they can actually get sunburn or and, and even get into skin cancers like squamous cell carcinoma. So, you know, really, if your dog is lightly colored or a white dog like Dalmatians, white pit bulls in particular have problems, white cats. That have uh, pink ears and you know pink nose, they are prone to these type of things. So you do want to limit their sun exposure during the peak times of the day. Um, if they get a lot of sun, like in the yard, uh, some folks will even use some uh, baby safe um, sunscreens that you can put on in the in those prime areas where they have problems. So sorry, just so you know, I, I wasn't. Just in. I wasn't. No, no, it's a it's a you you question more than me. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at your the fleet comment. Just made me crack. Oh, but yeah, you. <laughs> You know, Dr. Debbie, you got to protect dogs from themselves. I mean, a lot of dogs, you know, they'll lay in the shade when it's too hot. But, you know, dogs will do a lot of things to hurt themselves because they're just not smart. So, yeah, you got to protect them from themselves. You do. And she's she's right. Don't let them lay in the sun too much. And uh, yeah, you, normally a dog, if he gets hot, he's just going to get up and move himself or he'll go get some water. But I have no idea why they would be laying there uh, for prolonged periods of time. Mark, what color are your dogs? Uh, actually, they're black, and that, that's why I said I, I look at them, and I, you know, they're miniature pinchers, and I go, "Your brain is gonna bake right inside of your skull." I mean, they're they're so hot. Well, hey, and I, I gotta say, the other safety thing that we gotta address here is that if they're riding on the dashboard, those babies are not safely secured while you're driving. <laughs> so you need to get yes. them into a seatbelt, get them somewhere safe in the car. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, well, I spend a lot of time not driving. I mean, you ever been through Los Angeles? Uh, okay. <laughs> Parking lot. <laughs> you really don't drive on the freeway there. You sit around a lot. Thank you for your call, Mark. We appreciate right. it. By the way, if you have any talented dogs, any of your uh, pinchers, very talented, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to the producer of The Late Show with David Letterman. He's looking for stupid pet tricks, and we'll tell you how you can get your dogs on stupid pet tricks. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio, uh, brought to you by Stella and Chewy's, natural goodness for dogs made with raw U.S. USDA-inspected meat, raised naturally, no added hormones, no antibiotics. It's the official food of Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. Find out more at StellaAndChewies.com. Going back to the phones after this. Yeah, that's wild. That's a Dr. Debbie question, not for me. That's weird, though, because dogs usually know when they're... I mean, my dog will not lay in the sun. He just goes right in the shade. In the
Hey, it's Vinny Penn, your resident party animal, coming at you again on Animal Radio. I wanted to bring something up to you. This could draw the ire of some of you uh, Animal Radio listeners, but sometimes they do like to push your buttons. I think you know that by now. I was at a raging party last night. Just a great, great time. And at one point, uh, everybody was having a great time. And it was a group of people who don't get together very often. And, and at one point, one of our old friends of ours, she said, well, it's time for me to go. I got to let the dog out. You know how it is. Got to get home and let the dog out. I was just thinking, you know, I had two dogs in my life. I never had to leave somewhere to let the dog out. I mean, we don't want to persecute the dogs, but then again, none of us are going to 12-hour-long parties either. This party was roughly going to be four to five hours, uh, from my recollection of, of my two dogs, Rocky and Cruiser. Rocky, of course, being short for rock and roll. We were pretty much on the same bowel movement schedule, I might be, uh, dare I say, when it comes to me and my dogs. So I'm starting to think, we looked at each other after she left, and my buddy Tommy and I were like, that's the out, huh? that's that's a girl, that's a dog owner's, I gotta wash my hair, out. That's her way of saying, okay, this party sucks, you guys are getting drunk and stupid as usual, ooh, the do- I gotta let the dog out, poor thing, home alone. Leaving a party to quote-unquote let the dog out is the dog owner's equivalent of, I just don't think of you that way. Vinny Pad, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Spay and neuter your friends' pets also. Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paint and stains during our four-day super sale, April 19th through the 22nd. With 40% off our great paints and stains and 30% off painting supplies, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Ladies, when was the last time you found it easy to lose weight? If you're like most women, it was before you turned 40. That's because age 40 is when hormonal imbalance begins. And until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. Thank goodness today we have Ambrin. Ambrin promotes hormonal balance naturally. It's clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big lifestyle changes required. I thought I was somehow not trying hard enough to lose weight. Turns out it was my hormones. I started with Ambrin, and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy, and I feel fantastic. Ambrin relieves other symptoms of menopause, too, like hot flashes, fatigue, sleeplessness, and many more. The first 50 callers right now can get a complimentary, risk-free trial of Ambrin with a 30-day supply free. 
Now free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers now at 1-800-584-9252. That's 1-800-584-9252. 1-800-584-9252. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's head on over to the phones. And uh, I believe this is for Dr. Debbie. And we have Ed on the phone. Hey, Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm yourself. Very good. What's going on? I've got a, a little uh, Cocker Spaniel Shih Tzu mixed uh, dog. She's about four years old. As he continues to scratch and itch and bite, and she's turning mm-hmm. her skin really, really pink. Okay. We've tried everything underneath the sun, like bathing her every month, picking her down to the groomer, getting her hair cut all the way down to you know shave her down to where she's smooth. And you know, last year we had an epidemic with the uh, fleas because they were so bad up in our area, and uh, uh-huh. we're out of control. But she's got a severe itch problem. We've even put one of those uh, e collars on them, and you take it back off, and she's right back to, to biting herself. Okay. All right. Well, you know, if you've had, and the first thing is, if you've had flea issues in in the past, I'm going to ask you to make sure you are addressing that, even if you don't see these guys, because flea allergy dermatitis, uh, it lingers well past when we see the little fleas. So even if you're doing a good job of controlling fleas today, you could still have the itch last for up to a month later. So um, you want to keep up with a product, um, both that does a quick kill and also one that does a monthly um, application. Uh, so itching dogs, my gosh, this time of year, I am seeing tons of scratching dogs. And one of the big reasons is because we start to have some of the different changes in weather. And at least in my area, there's a lot of different allergic type problems um, that are triggering itchy dogs. So address those fleas, but then we can try some other remedies for the itchy pet. And some of these are going to require that you go to the vet. So there are some dogs that you can treat at home with colloidal oatmeal baths. And those, not just once a month, but you need to give those at least twice a week um, because it has a very short relief. It lasts for a few days and then it wears off. And just think of yourself if you ever had chicken pox. Feels good getting out of that Aveeno bath, but it'll go away within just a few days. So you got to repeat that. So you can up the frequency of that. Um, I often will use antihistamines and fatty acids for the mild itching in pets. I kind of wonder if your pet is beyond that now. and That's why it might be in your best pet's best interest to see a veterinarian. Um, because if she's to the point where she is just traumatizing herself, if you take that Elizabethan collar off, she's at a point where she can't control her will. And it's something we really got to get her some help. So for some pets, we might use something like a steroid for a short-term itch relief. And I have dogs, oh my gosh, I have seen this week three dogs that come in once a year in the same couple weeks because they have seasonal allergies. And all they need is an allergy shot. They may need just a short course of a steroid and it gets them past that hump and then the rest of the year they're you know mild itching or they're doing good as gold so you know that might be well worth that trip to the veterinarian i would definitely see about doing that and then you know i'm, I'm going to scold you for using an elizabethan collar for itching it may help her from self-traumatizing but it's not getting to the heart of things so um right we we can look at doing some other things with diet if it's something that's uh, more long-term or ongoing. So a diet change to a food that's of a different type of component. So it used to be lamb and rice was a kind of unusual protein diet. Um, they're kind of everywhere now. 
So you might look at getting something that's got more like a venison-based diet or um, or even rabbit-based diet. And then some folks go into the whole grain-free um, group um, with those kind of diets. Our bet suggested uh, getting away from the, the whole the grains for, for a while and see if that worked. We're on. We've uh, started on that food, but I haven't really seen the, the change yet. And that, that can take some time. So you, And that's why I, I'm, I urge you to get to the vet, because we want to give this baby some relief before you start getting um, a lot more established skin problems, because it starts off with the itch and the scratch, and then a lot of dogs will go on to develop skin infections, hair loss, um, a lot of odor to the skin. So it can really get much worse from where you're at. I, I definitely get that looked at. She also has a, uh, an attitude problem. She <laughs> <laughs> totally trained real well because of our, you know, the job that we have. We and we got her as a pup. They put her on the eighteen uh, wheeler with us, and then unfortunately the company changed uh, policies, and so she had to be left at home with our uh, our daughter and son-in-law. And um, she has this attitude problem where you go outside. Certain dogs, she thinks she's aggressive and has got to go for that. But other dogs, she's fine with. Hmm. There's something I can do for that. Well, Alan, I'll let dog- you jump in. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up food allergies because I actually uh, had a person that had that same itching problem. And, you know, once the dog started going for it, they found out the dog was allergic to food and that we had to do some behavior modification. But so is your dog fixed? Yes, she is. Yeah. Okay. And and she gets aggressive with just certain dogs, big dogs? Yeah, it seems like the bigger dog, she just starts getting all hyper and you know, excited. And, you know, I've got her cool. outside. We're cool. walking with the leash and all of a sudden... Bigger dogs come along. When you when you walk your dog, when you walk your dog, hey, again, my new expression: it all starts with you. When you walk your dog, is your dog in front of you, on your side, behind you? Where is your dog? She usually we got one of those retractable leashes, so she usually I just kind of just let her. You know, she's in front, of the right? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so fun. if your dog is in front of you, who do you think's in charge? She would be. That's right. The first thing you know to realize when you are a dog owner and when you're walking a dog, a dog walk. There's nothing more important than a dog walk. There's nothing more rewarding than a dog walk between you and your dog. And when you when you walk your dog, the important thing is to make your dog earn freedom. Okay, so if you're going to let your dog walk in front of you, it has to be with your permission. And, 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 or if you're going to let your dog off a leash, it has to be with your permission. It has to be earned. So your dog has to learn to walk by your side calmly for for a period of time. And and you just lose yourself in each other. You're just walking, lost in your thoughts. Your dog's walking, lost in his thoughts. There's no emotion. There's no fear. There's no inhibitions. You're not thinking at all. You're just experiencing. You're living in the moment. And that's what dogs do. Dogs live in the moment. Moment. They don't think about the past and they don't think about the future, and that's what's so cool about them. That's why it's easy to help them when they're afraid of things or when they have aggression problems. So as soon as you establish that you are in charge, that you're a calm, assertive leader, when your dog makes a move to get aggressive, when you see your dog slipping into that state of mind, you got to make a correction immediately. And a correction is a flick of the wrist and, hey, just diverting your dog's mind. It's like a tap in the shoulder or suddenly walking the opposite direction very fast so that your dog gets a jolt by the leash. You make a correction. And, and it teaches your dog, hey, I'm not cool with that behavior. I don't like it. You're not going to be able to be doing that anymore. And over time, your dog will learn to understand that you are in charge, that your dog is nothing to be afraid of. Because usually when dogs react that way, it's out of fear. 
You know, they're afraid of the other dog. And most dogs feel that a good defense is a, is a strong offense because it works a lot of times. You'll see uh, small dogs, very nervous dogs, they get real yippy when a big dog comes by. And usually a calm big dog will turn around and walk away and leave the dog alone. So the more it works, the more the dog will do it. Does that make sense? So you gotta learn to properly, gotta learn to properly walk your dog on a leash, enter the house first, leave the house first, make your dog wait for food before you put it down, walk by the side of your dog, and then practice walking towards big dogs. As soon as your dog starts to exhibit that behavior where he starts to get into that aggressive mode, turn around and walk very quickly the opposite way and make a sound. Hey, cut it out. It'll change his mind instantly, change his mindset, and then turn around and walk towards the big dog again and do it over and over and over again till your dog starts to see that you are the leader, that you are in charge, and that you don't want that behavior. And then reward your dog for the proper good behavior. When your dog walks by a big dog with you at the side and makes no, there's no response, you go, good dog. Okay. All right. And what do you think? What, what do you think? What do you with think? The, uh, what? With the with the Shih Tzu Cocker Spaniel breed, you know, because we got her as a pup, and then with all this hitching going on. Well, if you feel sorry for your dog, which a lot of people do, your dog's got that that skin condition going on. Your dog knows that. That's weakness. See, when human beings act like human beings, dogs don't see it the way human beings see it. Like when you feel sorry for your dog, your dog interprets that as weakness, not as you feeling sorry. Your dog doesn't know that you feel. sorry sorry for him for having an itch problem. Your dog just knows that you're acting like a weak dog and not a strong dog. And when a dog sees that, a dog has to move in a position of leadership. He has no choice to but to become the leader when you're weak. And I'd have to say that, you know, I can kind of see where you're going with that. You know, your dog being itchy and uncomfortable might make him a little bit more irritable, but it doesn't explain an aggressive bout in those situations. He might just be feeling a little crabby around the house and, and things like that. So I would definitely make him feel better with his skin and then, you know, work on these behavior things. Yeah, if he was going after small dogs and big dogs, you know, Deb, it would make so much sense that, yeah, because when a dog is in pain or a dog is not feeling well, they sometimes get aggressive. That's, you know, one of the ways they communicate. But if your dog is only becoming aggressive around bigger dogs, that's probably fear-based, anxiety-based. And so you've got to change that. The only way to change that is you have to become yourself. You have to imagine walking past the big dog and nothing happens. You know, people say seeing is believing, but with dogs, believing is seeing. When you believe, you will see the outcome that you see, that you believe. I'll definitely start giving that a try when we get home. She's really, she really is uh, irritated, like I said. And then, you know, once we take her outside, she's... He's a big dog. He's like, oh man, here we go. You see, you see what you just said. Here we go. You're anticipating the behavior before it happens, so the behavior will happen. It's all in you, my friend. It's what you think inside when you approach that big dog. How you're going to react. How tense your body gets. If you see in your mind, hey, you know, I'm just going to walk past this big dog, and and if she reacts aggressively, I'm going to make a correction immediately. You're taking charge. You're being a leader. So the the best technique is the one I gave you. You walk towards towards the big dog as soon as your dog starts to shift over into that behavior, you turn around very quickly and walk the opposite way with the leash glued to your chest so your dog gets a big jolt. And you do it over and over and over again until you start to believe. And when you start to believe, you'll be able to walk past big dogs. Nothing will happen. I believe. 
For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in spring. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. FlexRx is available at pet shops, retailers, or visit ProLabsPets.com. Here's a surprising summertime fact from new Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's a Florida man who gets credit for quick thinking, I guess, give him credit, after a caged dog bit his 11-year-old's finger off. According to a police news release, this kid stuck his hand through slots in the cage he was trying to pet the dog. Well, the animal bit him, and it severed his pinky finger. The boy's father immediately pulled the dog from the cage, and then he shot the dog, cut into the dog's stomach, retrieving the finger while waiting for paramedics to arrive. Oh, I can't even believe the the guy. He must have been a hunter. The boy was hospitalized in St. Petersburg, where doctors have indicated damage to the finger was too severe for reattachment. So he killed this dog for no reason whatsoever. I, I mean, I feel bad for the kid that he lost his finger, but he shouldn't have been sticking his finger in the cage. And the dad should have said, don't put your finger in there instead of killing the dog. And then trying to pull the finger out of his stomach? Are you serious? I can't even believe that. <sighs> People. A Warwick, Rhode Island woman won't have to pay for her cockatoo's foul language. You know, we talked about this about a year ago. Rhode Island's WJR-TV reports that police have dropped a citation against Lynn Taylor, whose cockatoo reportedly used profanity directed at her neighbor. Police gave Taylor a $15 citation last year after the neighbor's repeated complaints. Well... Taylor decided to fight the fine and took her case to a Providence Superior Court. Authorities say they dropped the charge because it would be a waste of city resources to enforce the relatively small fine. Just to piss that neighbor off. That's why she did that. 
Oh, dating these days, it's gone to the dogs. At least it did one night at the Cumberland County SPCA's first ever pet speed dating event. There's a, see, there's different ways to date and, uh, this is kind of creative. The shelter designed the event to give the pet loving public a simple way to get up close and personal with many of their dogs and cats that are available for adoption. Much like speed dating events for humans, visitors spent the evening getting to know various animals during five minute intervals while they cycled through different stations set up throughout the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animal Shelter. During those short sessions, potential owners had the chance to connect with their possible future pets without bars of a kennel between them. Employees and volunteers were also on hand to hit each station so they could introduce the animal and then answer any questions that the applicants may have about the pet. It's a fun and easy way to get some animals adopted, and it's a little more user-friendly than walking into the kennel. The event drew great interest, delivered four adoptions with three dogs and one cat finding home. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at Frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. That Hotels.com April Shower Sale is incredible. I know. I can't believe how much money we saved. Don't say that too loudly. If the bellhops hear how much we saved, they'll be on us looking for big tips. Too late. Uh, hi, folks. Take your bag. Call your limo. Wow. Uh, can I bring you extra towels? How about a club sandwich? I can carry you down the stairs. Throw it on rose petals. The Hotels.com April Shower Sale. On now through April 29th. With savings so great, you won't be able to keep it a secret. Book now and save up to 30%. Hotels.com. Finding you the perfect place at the perfect price. If you like painting and saving, ask Sherwin-Williams and save 40% on paint and stains during our four-day super sale, April 19th through the 22nd. With 40% off our great paints and stains and 30% off painting supplies, you can give your whole home a color makeover. But hurry, these savings are so super, they won't be around for long. Find your nearest store at sherwinwilliams.com slash sale. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Here's a surprising summertime fact from new Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. New Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Little Judith doing a nice dance there. That really music just quite gets a me dance. going. It does get you going. I see you were dancing with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. She's a very talented dog. You know, she has a whole set of tricks that she does until somebody's watching. <laughs> 
<laughs> we need Dancing with the Stars for dogs. Yeah. You know, I took her to a little talent show because she does all these tricks, and we were out there in front of everybody, and she just stood there and looked at me. Oh, how humiliating. Oh, I was. Did you have to sneak oh, out of that place? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dog is incredible. Get the hook. I'll show you a trick right now. Rudy, don't sit. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, wow. Beautiful. Boy, Rudy really is responsive. I got to tell you. I'm telling you. How about you, uh, Joey? Do you have any animals that are talented? I mean, does Miles do any tricks? Do the birds do anything? No, the bird. Brother-in-law. Yeah, the, the, bird, the bird will lay on her back and not move if you tell her to. Um, the bird will dance if you tell her. The bird is the smartest one. It's smarter than my wife and me in the house. So, you know. <laughs> Running things over and there. And it's funny. It, I, it's the only bird that I know if you call her by name, she'll come running over to you. How cute. Wow. That, cute. that is cute. Yeah. I don't know if it would make Letterman's stupid pet tricks, but uh, I know no. that Letterman is looking for more stupid pet tricks for his show. And we have one of the producers, the talent coordinator, Ryan Williams, joining us. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? Very good. So what's Letterman looking for? I know, the, I know the whole thing behind stupid pet tricks, but what are we looking for? Anything different this year? Absolutely. We're looking for what we've never seen before. Uh, the unique, safe, fun tricks. Um, just the, the best of... Uh, Animal entertainment. Okay, now you've been doing some auditions. I know you just had one in Dallas. Did you see anything that you like there, anything bizarre that we can look forward to? You know, I don't want to uh, spoil anything, sure. but uh, I do think we saw some really great tricks uh, down there in Dallas. Uh, but uh, you'll just have to watch the show and see what made it. How did the stupid pet tricks start? Was that Marilyn Marco's deal? Uh, Meryl Marco, Meryl? one of the original writers for um, Late Night with David Letterman. She actually had the idea when Dave was... Uh, hosting a morning show oh, called yeah. the, the David Letterman Show. And so uh, it's been around since 1982, uh, and it's been a part of the late show with David Letterman ever since. So we've moved to CBS in 93. What do you think the stupidest trick you've ever seen done is? <laughs> and i got to tell you, you know, Stupid Pet Tricks is a great name and everything, but some of these tricks are not very stupid. I mean, they're pretty smart. They're pretty talented. Yeah, we've had some amazing animals on the show do some amazing things. I think the stupid, I think in this case, means more silly than anything else. It's the trick that's stupid and not the pet, for sure. Uh -huh. um, but I, one trick that we see all the time, um, you, you always see cats, dogs, even birds will chase uh, laser pointers around on the floor and just Ooh. are constantly uh, entertained by that. I, but uh, I think that my favorite trick that we've had on the show recently was just uh, a really cute uh, beagle dog named Bailey that would play dead, which on paper doesn't sound like very much, but with these big <laughs> floppy ears and being up in its uh, owner's arms, it just went completely limp like a uh, dish rack. It was pretty funny. Now, I'm sure you get cats and dogs. What Do you get any other kind of strange animals? Definitely. You were just talking about uh, birds. We had a parrot here recently. Um, we've had horses on the show. Uh, we've had fish on the show. We've had ducks on the show. Uh, we, I, a few uh, months ago, I coordinated. A, we had nine alpacas on the show doing a, a country line dance with some girl <gasps> wow. scouts. That's oh pretty tough. Do, do they perform or do they get stage fright? Good question. You know, the the trickiest uh, are cats. I, I found, you know, uh, they're just completely unpredictable. You can have them here in rehearsal, and it'll be just fine. And then for the show, for some reason, the, there's uh, too many distractions going on. But cats are pretty finicky. Mm. Alan, do you have a question there? I was just going to say the coolest thing would be if the show opened up and, and you had, like, instead of the band and Paul and Dave, there were all <laughs> dogs in their places that looked like that. <laughs> sort of like a dog's playing poker type. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or put a dog in Letterman's chair. Yeah. 
That's, I was just gonna, I was gonna make a late night comment oh, there, I'm but I was told I can't make any late night comments about. Oh. Okay, so if you have a dog or a cat or an iguana or a flamingo or something, some animal that does some great tricks and you want to get it on Letterman, how do we do it? You know, the easiest way to uh, make me aware of your trick is to send me an email at LateShowTricks, that's all one word, at CBS.com. And then you can include a link to a video on YouTube, or uh, I'll send you the address. You can mail me a hard copy. But we love to see video of owners and their pets sort of explaining what the trick is going to be and then presenting it for us so we can take a look at it. Once they get on Letterman, pretty much from there, the doors open. They're uh, playing, headlining all across the country, right? Exactly. We, very recently, we uh, I met a, a woman and her dog named Norman, uh, and they came on the show. Norman had learned how to ride a scooter, and then I turn around, and it looks like Norman's got his own TV show on Animal Planet now. He's riding bikes. He's riding scooters. He's doing <laughs> yeah. all sorts of stuff. Wow, wow. it's just joking. So it, it, it's a great uh, show place for uh Animal talent, for sure. We, me and uh, Ladybug, we got to work on some more tricks. Yeah, I'm a little worried about you and Ladybug <laughs> going, going on the show. I mean, I could see uh, the whole hype, the flying you out, the whole putting you up and everything. And, and then, then all... Ladybug just stands there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always have a backup uh, trick, just in case that doesn't work. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so the uh, the email one more time is LateShowTricks at CBS.com. LateShowTricks at CBS.com. We'll put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at Animal Radio. Com. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, and have a great day. So you, you weren't allowed to comment there, so what, what couldn't you say about the late show? That they were going to replace Letterman with a dog. <laughs> they were just going to... Oh, why not? Just, funny. They were going to do it real fast. No one would even know. They would, <laughs> just the next night. That's but, funny. I, I, I'd love to see that. He's been around forever. You remember when he did a morning show? Well, no, I, I remember, remember Dave way back. I mean, now now he's just he comes out his hair's all disheveled. You know, he just well, geez, so he's he's only one hundred and five. I mean, I think he looks pretty he's good. Sixty five. Is he's he not really? that old? Is yeah, he re- sixty? He's going to be sixty six. God, he looks older. He than looks that. much older than that. Yeah. Wow. It's the, just it's the gap. He's, it's the gap. He's gotten old looking lately. He still has ladies chasing him and stalking him. Of course. Well, if you're worth $110 million, whatever you're worth, yes, and I, I'd have ladies chasing me, too. The guy makes $22 million a year. That's all? That's like, I think that's what his salary is. I thought he made more than me. Hey, listen, I'll be chasing <laughs> him soon at $22 million. Jay Leno's chin's going to replace you, huh? Let's go to, uh, how about this one? We have BJ for Joy. Hi, BJ. How are you doing? Hey, pretty good. So what's going on? Well, my son lost his best buddy. Oh. Wolfgang finally just couldn't hang on, and they had to put him down. Okay, and, and tell me, this is a dog, I'm assuming? Yes. And what's you his name? You Wolfgang here last fall when he was having a bad spell. And you told me he said that he would hang on for as long as they needed, and they would know what was best. Well, it got to the point he just couldn't hang on anymore. But my son is having a hard time. When he went, the ground was frozen. My son was very adamant about burying him. Now he don't know. My daughter-in-law cremated Wolfgang's body. And I tried and tried to tell him, it's only the physical. That what made Wolfgang is on the ra- over on the Rainbow Bridge. Is Wolfgang all right with what, was, what happened? Oh, he is so overjoyed. 
at everything that went on. He feels like he was listened to. He feels like he was loved more than he could have ever hoped to have been loved. And he is very, very pleased with the way things went. He really wants you to tell his dad that it didn't matter. He understood because you just can't make the ground be something it's not. And he said he could always put the ashes in the ground once it gets better. So he's not having any issue at all about it. He thinks that it was what needed to happen. So everything is perfect for him. Well, now the dilemma, my son doesn't know whether to put the ashes to the wind because Wolfgang was such a free spirit. He would like to have a little bit of everything because he thinks he was a dog that was a little bit of everything. And so he loves the wind. He loves the earth and he loves his home. So he thinks all of those places would be magnificent. This is Animal Radio, baby. Our studio cat, Boog, is, what, 14 years old now? Is he 14? He is 14. just turned 14 in February. He's wow. getting a little slow. Yeah, he's slowing a down slower. a little bit. Not jumping as high as not he used to. Not jumping and, as high and not harassing mm-hmm. me as much as usual. But, but he's, he's still harassing the other animals. He is he's still in charge. He is still in charge. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Well, you know, you better bring him over here and let me take a peek at him. I will do that. You know, I hear this a lot where people will say that their pets are just getting older. They're just slowing down. And, you know, it's not a good answer. It's not a good reason because there are actually a lot of things that can go on that cause our pet to slow down that we perceive that it's just that they're getting old. So we think these things are normal, but they could be things that uh, you could help fix? Absolutely. And the perfect example, the other day I had a pet coming in and we were evaluating it for cataract surgery. And um, we were looking at it. We ended up finding a couple little things in the blood work that looked unusual and discovered the dog had high blood pressure. Just something as simple as that. We've treated it and the pet now, the lady said, wow, I have a new dog. I didn't think he was feeling bad before, but now he's running around. He's more playful. He's eating great. He's rolling on his back, doing things he wasn't doing. And I just thought he was just getting old. Mm. Wow. What are are some of the things we should be looking for? Well, definitely high blood pressure is one thing and that in both dogs and cats can definitely lead to problems with heart, kidney, um, and even thyroid problems. And it's just like in people, a high blood pressure can cause headaches. So it just makes them not want to act as normal as they typically would. Hmm. So um, there's definitely ways to help that. And another big one I'd say is dental problems. Oh, yeah. And what we don't realize is it's more than just the mouth hurting. All that stuff in there floating around, that bacteria, actually cause systemic effects that makes the pet feel badly. Clean those teeth, remove any rotten ones, get them on antibiotics, and you'll have a new pet. How so often really should you good. do that? You know, it depends on the pet. Some dogs, you know, they may not need dental cleanings, but once every year. Um, you know, there are some pets that have really bad gums, a lot of dental issues. They need cleanings every six months. So wow. it really depends on the pet. The little dogs do tend to have more problems problems and we need to get into the cleaning those mouths at a very young age so even one to two years of age we should start cleaning them oh that's boo but yeah yeah so there you go and then the next thing that would be is arthritis that really a lot of times we dismiss a pet just kind of not walking as good because they're getting old and a lot of times they're just achy it may not be horrible pain but it affects the way they get around so you know joint supplements pain medications um, all of those things can make a big difference and then the last thing that I see a 
lot that really in dogs um, is a common thing people overlook um, is a thyroid problem. And we did my own childhood dog. We actually thought he was just getting old. We actually thought he was dying. Um, and I wasn't, you know, I was 10 years old. I didn't know any better. But basically, he was just getting so slow, moving so little, just kind of gaining weight. And he had a low thyroid level. Once you put the pet on supplements, their activity level goes up. They have more energy. They lose weight. And it can be a really common uh, reason why a dog might not be moving around as much as they used to. Hmm. All good to know. The, the whole high blood pressure thing blows me away because these animals <laughs> sit around all day, sleep, and play. And get, How could they be yeah, stressed? How could they have high blood pressure? It's not stress-driven. It's usually either kidney uh, mm. problems, heart problems. And in some pets, it just happens on its own. Um, and that was the situation with my little Yorkie friend. There you go. Okay, let's uh, head to the phone. What do you say? one 405 8405 That is toll-free to any one of our dream team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Cats have been blamed for triggering asthma attacks in humans for years. But now vets are blaming humans for giving their cats allergies. Veterinarians in Scotland are finding that dusty homes, uh uh-oh, cigarette smoke and even human dandruff can irritate the lungs of a cat and trigger allergies. Cats with feline asthma syndrome have symptoms just like humans. They cough, wheeze, and have shortness of breath. It affects 1 in 200 cats and is more common in pedigree oriental breeds like Siamese cats. Researchers are studying the similarities in cat and human asthma patients to better help treat the illness. But in the meantime, I better start dusting. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Welcome, my friend. It is toll free. 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Who's the dream team, you say? Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joy Volani. And animal communicator, Joy Turner, all here for you. And it's toll free. And nothing to lose there, huh? Let's uh, head back on over to the phones right now. We got Chuck. Hey, Chuck, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. Love it. Listening on WEEU, I assume. Yes, we do. Great station. You guys love your pets there. Everybody there seems to be so into their pets. Have you noticed that? Absolutely. So what's going on with yours? Well, we have an old English sheepdog. She's approximately 12, 12 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. She's about 85, 90 pounds. Uh, everything about her is great except her back hips. Mm. They're, uh, I believe they're slowly deteriorating. Their legs go sideways everywhere, but the way they're supposed to. And they're, and they're weak. But yet, if we lift her, she can walk and, and do her stuff and everything like that. And we do have her on 
tri-buffered aspirin, one in the morning, afternoon, and night. And then we have around, I believe it's pronounced Cosequin, C-O-S-E-Q-U-I-N, okay. Ethan David, SSM, plus MSM, two tablets each morning. We we're just wondering if, you know, we understand their age and et cetera. Just wondering if there's any other things we could be doing or medications we could be giving her, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Now, I, I will tell you that aspirin isn't my favorite for dogs just because it, it has been shown pretty much even at normal everyday doses to cause little ulcers in the stomach, even if a pet doesn't get sick from it. So there are some good prescription products that I would substitute for that um, just because they have less tendency for some of that tummy upset um, issues. But besides that, definitely there's some things I would look at doing. Number one would be I would look at getting your baby on a fat fatty acid supplement because supplementing fatty acids or fish oils um, at higher doses is actually has anti-inflammatory properties. So this is a nice natural thing that you can do. Um, I do like to look at the dosage of the fish oils, not just the total how many grams of fish oil. So different kinds of fish have different kinds of uh, quantities of the different fatty acids. So um, you might talk to your veterinarian, but we do base this off of the components, the EPA and the DHA that are in the the fish oil, and that's how we kind of calculate the dosage. So you want to be a little bit more scientific than just throwing a you know fish oil tablet at you. Um, but I would imagine about a thousand, almost two thousand milligrams of EPA and DHA a day would be appropriate for your dog. Um, so definitely, I would add that in without a heartbeat. Um, and then the next thing that I'd look at um, with just that kind of medication choice it would be maybe looking at something else that's um, a well-tolerated pain reliever in older pets. And I have a almost 14-year-old Labrador that we're dealing with a lot of mobility issues, and um, she's on a couple medicines that can be helpful on top of what you're already doing. And one of them is a drug called Tramadol. And it's a, a pain medicine, and it's used in it's in the opioid type family, but kind of on the lower end. So we don't really get gorped out dogs on this medicine. Um, and that's one thing that you can add in a couple times a day, and that can add another kind of boost into her comfort. Um, or in place of that, we can even use gabapentin, which for people is actually commonly used for seizures and and for some other types of pain disorders. So that's another alternative that we can what do. Was the and second one again, please. It's called gabapentin, and um, both of those um, are, like I said, pretty well tolerated, low side effects, and you can add them into your regimen that you're doing already. So I, I would definitely look at doing that, and uh, you know. And then I always say, keeping the baby in good weight is always goes a long way, just to make sure that you know she's got her mobility, and we're not adding making it harder for her to get around. Okay. Well, I mean, you've got her at, what, 12 years of age, um, so yeah. I think that's you've done a lot for her to get to that point. And the reality is with a lot of the sheepdogs is that, yes, they do have problems with the hips, but they can even okay. have problems with their lower spine. So some of the spinal issues may not be necessarily pain-responsive type things, um, but, uh, you know, still, I, I would give all of this a good try and then really just be watchful for you know her mobility her ability to do her daily things potty in Mm -hmm. around um and uh, it sounds like you're you know you've got a good start and you can add a few things in okay well thank you very much for your time and you have a wonderful day 
Thanks for calling, Chuck. Well, that's all we have time for today. I want to remind you, because we, we've had a lot of phone calls today, people going, what was the schnauzer joke? I missed the schnauzer joke. Or, or what happened with the flea circus? We didn't get the whole story. Well, you can listen to the show again or ca- catch past shows by heading on over to AnimalRadio.com or downloading the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And you can ask all your questions about your pets right from that application. So download it right now from your uh, iPhone App Store or your Google Android thingy-me-jiggy. I'm sorry, I'm not an Android guy. I don't know what they call that. It's a phone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye. I love you guys. See ya. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network.